Hey, yo, listen. I wanted to be brief this morning on something that I heard about a month or two ago while watching a YouTube video of a monk who was being interviewed about not only his life philosophies, but the philosophies of Tibetan monks in general or people who live that lifestyle, which I'm actually a student of some of those principles. One of the questions that the monk was asked was, what do you do or how do you handle your own anger or or how do you handle people who mistreat you or people who disrespect you and then you feel anger if you're a monk you know the expectation is oh they're like experts so they're gurus at being able to handle all of that and so that's that was the basis I, I believe of that question and I like what the monk said and it's something that I've assimilated into my repertoire of philosophies on how I engage life you know I've, I've been doing something similar but I like the way he worded it I like the way he worded it and what the monk said was is that, <clears throat> is that whenever you're in a place if you look at that place and that this could be a, an actual a, a building it could be a job it could be a, a club it could be a social setting it could be the gym you go to whenever you're in a setting or a place that place is a bubble there's certain things that are accepted in that bubble, certain things that are celebrated, certain things that are not, certain customs, ethics within that bubble, within that bubble. And what he said was, if you don't fit in that bubble, it's probably best to leave that bubble. See, that makes sense. You know, that makes a lot of sense to me there. And I can I can look back and there are gyms, for example, I think. The first gym I went to, I started going to Marlow Heights Community Center. It's a little, you know, literally a community center gym in Prince George's County, Marlow Heights, which you know, dangerous area, if I'm being honest. That that area, all of Prince George's County to me, Marlow Heights, Hyattsville, Suitland, Oxen Hill, Temple Hills, all those areas that I lived in growing up. They were pretty bad back then. We're talking 20, 30 years ago. And for my example, uh, as recent as 13 years ago, but they were pretty dangerous back then. They've only gotten worse. So, you know, I knew pretty early on that I did not want to live in Prince George's County um, all my life. My parents moved me there when I was a kid because I guess it was cheaper to live in Prince George's County than D.C. back in the 80s and early 90s. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Black families moved to Prince George's County. Um, D.C. is definitely more expensive for an equivalent size apartment or house. Notwithstanding, the, the, the gym I went to in 2010, and I started going to that gym. It's, it's amazing how a bad situation can lead you down a path that can change your life better than you ever could expect. The reason I even started going to the gym for real, man, I'd been working out before I bought exercise equipment. I would work out my apartments and do little things, do little videos. I've always been into fitness, but this was my first actual gym membership where I went and was just, was happy to go. Like, I, you know, when you say I'm going to the gym to work out, like th that was the first time I did that was in 2010. And I went because I had a bad experience with uh, a friend and it just, it was a big fallout. 
And I'm like, what the? F-? It was very depressing. It was very depressing. And so I, I started going to the gym. And I'll never forget how supportive all the OGs were at the time. I think at the time I was just like in my early 30s, young guy. I still look young even at 46, but in my early 30s, I look, fuck, I could have been 20. So they they adopted me as, hey, man, that's, that's they used to call me Kobe because I kind of looked like Kobe Bryant back then. Hey, it was, that's Kobe. They were really respectful. They were helpful. They would celebrate me. They would encourage me. And it, w- it was that way for, I would say, about three years until about 2013. And it was it was around that time. And it took me about two or three years to get my body together and to, to finally put on weight and, and look like I actually worked out. And so amazing, amazingly or coincidentally, around that time, 2013 to 2014, I started getting all this hate from the same guys who used to be so supportive. I didn't understand it uh, because t- in my mind, I wasn't doing anything different than I did before I was working. I was r- working harder. I was looking better. In fact, some of the guys, to be fair, some of the guys did celebrate me. They did congratulate me on my body. Hey, Mike, you looking good, man. I see you putting in that work. You look like, man, you look good. And I got that as well. But I, I started getting all this strange energy, like guys being rude, trying to bully me, take equipment that I clearly was using first. I mean, I've had, I had a couple incidents where I would set up the equipment that nobody clearly was on. And a guy come over, man, I'm about to use that. I said, really? Uh, okay. I didn't know how to handle situations like that back then over a decade ago. So I would just storm off mad and don't say anything like passive aggressive. And one incident that happened where I kind of just, I got, I didn't say anything when he bullied me off the equipment and I just walked away mad and I went and told the front staff that I pretty much just got bullied off the equipment and they didn't do shit. They just waved it all. Oh, you, you guys, y'all play nice. That kind of shit. And then the next day I came in the gym, I got ambushed. That same dude who bullied me off the day before got in my face. What was that? You walking off? You got a prom man. Do so like he wanted to fight me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, huh? I'm thinking my mind, like, first of all, you on some crazy shit. You, you, you tweaking. Like, you aggressive for no reason. Number one, this guy was the one who bullied me off the equipment. And then the next day, he in my face talking about some do something. I'm like, I literally walked in to work out. From that moment on, I started getting more and more hate. Guys coming up to me telling me, literally, the guys in the gym think that I'm I'm hogging the equipment. Like, hogging the equipment? (laughs) It was fucking ridiculous. I'd never experienced anything like that because I knew it was bullshit. If anything, they were hogging the equipment. If anything, they were. It all came to a head, I think, in 2014 when I was confronted angrily by a couple of guys in the gym because I took equipment that they were planning on using and I moved it somewhere and then they came in there. Well, why why are you doing all this and that? And I said, and I finally stood up for myself and I said something back. And then he, whoa, 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 man, I'm like, no, he like he about to rip his shirt off and fight. I knew then and there, it was time for me to go. So according to that monk, that bubble, it used to be good for me. It no longer ser- served me. I was no longer safe or, ac- or celebrated or accepted in that bubble. So it was time to leave that bubble. And by the way, that phenomenon of when people celebrate you and are kind to you at first, but then they can turn on you. 
I didn't realize at the time, but there's a term for that. It's called social comparison bias. Social comparison bias. It's where once you elevate, and I did elevate, I went from weighing like 180 pounds. I was like too old. I was, that's what I, that's actually when I became a personal trainer for the first time. Like I really beat my body from the ground up. I was strong as hell. I mean, I, I was so strong back then that I could bench press three plates. Like I can't do that now. Like I don't train that way. I only bench, bench press one plate. Back then I got bitch pressed three plates. I was fuck. I was ripped. I was strong as shit. I was deadlifting four or five hundred pounds at a time. Like I was on a different level back then. Um, and a lot of those guys were jealous of it. They were envious of it. And so the love shifted to hate. And that's called social comparison bias. It's where people remove support when they see that you either have passed them, surpassed them, or are on a trajectory to surpass them because they become envious. They don't want you to go past them. Like Initially, they'll support you because they're like, oh, that, he reminds me of me, man. You, you can do it. You can do it. Keep, keep going. Keep working. Work hard. You'll get there one day. And then the day you get there, it's like they look up, like, oh, shit. And all that love goes out the window and it turns to hate. So that bubble no longer served me. And I had to leave that bubble. And that, that has happened multiple times over. And that does not just happen to me. And I've been listening to other chosen ones and other guys who are into looks maxing and health and fitness. Men of excellence. Men who stand out. Men who have accomplished a lot in their lives. We're talking guys who run successful YouTube pages, entrepreneurs, authors, creators, people who who stand out from the crowd because they understand the value they bring. They've experienced similar things. One being Terry Joel Jr., who runs a YouTube page. I think he has about 60,000 subscribers at this point. He talks about, we talked about experiencing something similar to me at the gyms. And his. And I look back on his pictures, on his Instagram page, going back five years or so, his body, he looked like, to me, a, a fitness model, a, a, a physique model, or even a bodybuilder is fucking phenomenal physique. He talks about how he's been run out of gyms before. People would just make shit up. We think that you are not a good fit for the gym because people are intimidated by you. St- shit like that. Because he's shining too much for that bubble. And that's another example. So I've been in gyms where I've been run out the gym. Like it, it started out good. And that's happened to me probably at one, two, three, four, four or five gyms. And it ain't me. It's not me. It's not me. Like literally the way I walk in a gym, I'm the same person. What happens is people's perspective because then they start to get jealous. They start to get envious, which makes no sense. And it's actually starting to happen happen at the gym I'm at right now where all of a sudden, like literally, I'm I'm always off to myself doing my own thing. I've had people literally come over to me to bother me, to go complain about me. I'll never forget the one time I was off doing my nunchucks. They're foam nunchucks. I think I talked about this in another podcast. And the lady walks by like the Karen she was, looking me up and down like she has a problem or like we got a problem. I'm like, it could be a problem. Then she goes and reports me to management of she felt threatened but by my nunchucks. Like, shit like that. I'm like, really? It's always when I'm minding my fucking business, I'm enjoying my life, and here comes some hating-ass person 
to try to fuck with me because they got their own issues. They're envious. And so now all of a sudden I'm getting all this weird energy. But it's funny. All that started when I started being content and happy with myself. Misery does not like good company. Misery wants miserable company. So me being a positive person, me being self-possessed, content to be me, that triggers people who are miserable. And so when you're in a place where that's not the norm, where people like me are not the norm, they're going to target me. They're going to come for me and I'm not going to fit in that place. See, I can always blend in for a little bit of time, but cream will always rise to the top. And so these gyms where I was run out and it's just, I look back and I'm like, it's mind boggling. Like I've done, I did nothing to these people. Like if, if you really think about it, name one thing I did to you. One thing, not a damn thing. And you just not liking me is not enough to justify your actions. So that's an injustice to me, but that's okay. Injustices happen to people all the time, but guess what? Karma will pay you back and I will always come out on top of that. That makes people like me stronger. That makes me more successful because I know how to navigate. I know where to go. So getting back to the original point, the monk where he talked about bubbles and being in that bubble and it makes sense. And I've had jobs this way where I fit in for the first, I would say, year, year and a half, two years. And then all of a sudden, it, it, you know, I think a preacher put it one way. You could you could be the cat's meow. And then all of a sudden, you're the kitty litter. And they want to toss your ass out. That shit can happen. It can happen. And it happens when, when you elevate. It happens when you no longer resonate on the energy of the place you're, you're, you're in which happened pretty quickly at a lot of places that I was at that I had and had to leave. Like I sort of resonated for a little while and then I just didn't fit in because I don't fit into that bubble. I don't fit into that culture and that's okay. And what the monks said and I agree with, and I, I also echo this and it's my personal philosophy is you go where you're celebrated there's a place in there, people right now, God will bring, the universe will bring the right people to celebrate me. I don't have to change who I am. I don't have to dumb myself down. I don't have to be something to make you. No, this is, here's the thing. You can pretend to be somebody else to be friends with a group. They're talking bad about you anyway. You might as well be yourself, attract the right people and live your life that way because you're not being true to yourself. So if if you don't fit in a place because you're a certain way, fuck that place. Go where you fit in. And the monk echoed that. Go to a bubble. Go put yourself under a bubble where you're celebrated. You're there. There's similar values. There are people with similar beliefs. You'll be embraced. And that's the way that goes. That's the way that goes. But yeah, I'm going to bring this podcast to a close. But in conclusion, whenever you start to elevate in life in any capacity, if you're at a place where you are surpassing people there or you, you no longer resonate with that energy in that place, there's going to be conflict. It's going to be tenuous and tumultuous. And they're going to run you out that place, especially if the majority of the people in that place are a certain way. 
that place is not going to change. If it was the opposite where more people were like like you and then it was just a, a, a random person came in on a different wavelength, then they could run him out. That's different. Don't change who you are because of it. Don't change who you are. Fuck that. Fuck them. Feed them beans. Be you where you're going to be celebrated. Be you where you're going to be celebrated. That's all I got to fucking say.